Hey everybody, welcome to Inside LAFC. You'll probably have a pretty good idea where I am right now. We're on the field, post-match. The game against the Earthquakes just ended. LAFC, four zip. It's Max and Vince. Vince, I know we did this on the fly. I said, why don't we do a segment down here after the game? We were hoping it would end this way. What a lovely surprise, here we are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm lost for words right now. I'm right. I'm listening to them say, we want Carson, we want Carson, which after 4-0, it's the first thing that came to our heads. And yeah, how could we not come down here? Uh, if, if anyone ever has a chance to, to just stick around after a match and see everything that goes on and just see the, the reverence that the players have for, for these fans, uh, it's something that never gets old for me. I, I know that you like to come down here, Max, as well, and just kind of like you drink it in for a little bit. This is, this is what makes the, the best perk of our work, what hands down. And we're here and you see so much happening, the players leaving and this moment they share with the fans. I know you heard that we are Carson, but the Shalalas are gonna start. So we wanna give you a little taste of it and see what we get to see, but we'll talk about the game too. But Carlos, the best goal of the year, it's in discussion for the best goal in MLS history. I know I don't wanna be a prisoner of the moment, but you don't see goals like that. Uh, Max, you made a great point. I'm sorry for, for raining on your parade upstairs, but you said, it's too bad it's too late for the Puskas Award because <laughs> that is a surefire finalist. It's gotten very quiet now as we do the, the three-point punch, but that... With, with uh, Walker Zimmerman, who's in street clothes, but won't be on Sunday. Look, Max, we, we, like, to, we like to play with you because you've, you've been around since forever. Easy now. Forever. Tell me, though, I mean, is that... To me, that's the greatest MLS goal I probably... I've seen it just for the sheer skill, the, the trickery, the fun. I mean, there's so many good goals, but what, what's your take? What is your, out yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, what is your take? What greatest goal you've seen in how many years? Well, there's this goal. Who's a guy? His name is Kaiser from Vancouver. Had that incredible goal. Uh, uh, Eric, is it Hasley? Oh, Hasley. That you, goal was one that kind of uh, reigned supreme. I don't want to. I'll do a better job of putting them all together. But the way he just undressed three players and the goalkeeper. Dave Denholm was up there, and he made an interesting point. He said, if that was Lionel Messi, it would be on a loop. And it, and it was Messi-esque because he even pulled up at the end and was just waiting for the defense to commit and then chipped it over him it, like it was a video game. Like he knew every step before it happened. I, you don't see that very often. No, and, and to put it into context, moments before, Matias Almeida goes crazy, blows a gasket, almost goes into the stands, he goes off. And I, I, it's one of those moments where you think that Carlos probably just sees that and goes, all right. I see you, and I, I'm going to show you what I can do. Too bad you're going to miss out on this one, Matias, but you'll see it on replay over and over and over again. They're doing the sha-la-la-las. You can hear it. This is incredible. All right. So where were Okay, so 26 goals for Carlos Vela, tied for fifth all-time. 31 is the tops. For Joseph Martinez, there's three guys tied at 27. So one more goal, and he is tied for second. One more goal with eight games to go. That's ahead of every pace you can imagine. Came close to getting an assist, and I know one near to you. And we're going to have a bigger podcast. We just wanted to get down here again to give you a little flavor. Josh Perez, he was he was our cause. We were like, he's got to get a goal. He came close, and he got it today. Well, he's a hometown kid, man, and he's, a, he's the greatest guy to be around, and honestly... 
when Bob says points players out from training, it's a big deal. I know that we think maybe it's just a coach being like, ah, this guy, this guy. No, Bob doesn't do that all the time. And week after week, it's been, you know, Josh Press has been impressing me. Josh Press has been impressing me. He wanted that moment so bad. And I would say other than his goal, even if he doesn't get that goal, I understand it's, a, it's probably a disappointment for him. But he was fantastic. He was pressing well. Uh, he was linking well with Carlos. It was just a whole different dynamic with Vela at the number nine. You got Josh as just really a pressing winger. Um, against a team that's an energetic like that, Josh provided that extra level that, that I don't think San Jose would have been ready for. And I bet you when they looked at the starting 11, we're thinking, oh, maybe maybe we're safe here. There's no deal. Not not at all. Well, they put in a, Josh put in a hard 90 minutes. Even at the end, you could see his body kind of running out of steam. But they needed that because you know you have a game Sunday, and we'll talk more about the Galaxy. We'll preview that in the next segment. But the Galaxy rested all their guys. They had the League's Cup game on Tuesday, all their key components. LAFC got Mark Anthony Kay, was protecting the yellow. Walker Zimmerman was suspended. He'll be ready to go Sunday. And they also got Dio out there, not starting, so he was able to uh, re be refreshed somewhat. I mean, it wasn't the... It wasn't the lights out 11 for LAFC they're looking for. So for you to do that and still walk out of here with a four-zip win, it was five-zip at one point. They, they barred the last goal. That it's incredible that this is capable. It's like we're never – you've got to see these games because it never seems to amaze, amaze you. I talk to all the fans here, and they all say, I've never seen anything like it. It's like this every game. Sometimes you get it twice a week. Yeah, so <laughs> luckily we get it twice a week. I mean, this is electric, and we know – you and I both know it's a Wednesday night in downtown L.A., it's going to be bananas on Sunday. I mean, I I think the if there was a top on this place, we'd blow it off. Whatever roof you want to call this thing, it's going. But, yeah, it's it's one of those things where LAFC ticked all the boxes of what you think they would have wanted to do. They they get Mark Anthony K out in the field for just a little bit, keep him from getting yellow, get suspended. Walker gets to rest. Some guys that haven't gotten to play got to do th some things, and not just do some things, be a major part of the game. Next time Josh Press steps on the field, you don't think oh, he's going to yeah. have that big Check boost? Check it off the list. Check it off the list. It's another thing, another clean sheet. The defense, yep. after they had some issues, is now ripping through these games. Although Tyler Miller had a great game. Some he good did have to make some clearances. mistakes. I think there's still work to be done for him to be the Tyler Miller we saw before the summer break. But this is all very good. It's less less issues that you can do it. By the way, everyone's off the field. It's just... <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's only us. Everyone's probably looking at us. So we, we might want to wrap this up. But this was kind of fun. This was fun. If you like this... Leave a note in our comment section. We'll do it again. But we have a few more opportunities to do this at home. Yeah, and, podcast uh, from the pitch. All right, yeah. podcast from the pitch. Inside LSE. We'll be back with a Galaxy preview in detail. I'm traveling, so I'll do it. We'll do it from Skype. Yep. We'll give you the full service. LAFC here with Vela. Vela looking for another one. Vela, 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 All right, inside LAFC, Max Prados, Vince LaRosa, we are back. As you can tell, we are off the the holy ground that is Bank of California Stadium, and we are now in a uh, enclosed space. So uh, it's not going to be it's not going to sound as exciting, except you'll be able to focus on us because we're going to have some really good information. We're going to be previewing the game on Sunday against the Galaxy. You know it's coming, but we'll we'll break it down as as best we can. And uh, but we want to continue the conversation here a little bit about. LAFC, Vince, and what we saw against the earthquakes, what we've seen heading up to that, because we are, as we we did touch on, and we were overwhelmed by the bright lights and the incredible uh, chance coming from the 32-52.
But this team is really poised to do every regular season game from this point forward is going to is going to be significant, and they are poised to do some incredible things. Starting with the game against the Galaxy, uh, we we know now where Carlos Vela stands on the goal scoring. The team is approaching the overall goal scoring tally. The uh, the goal differential, I think, is a foregone conclusion. Basically, the bottom would have to fall out in a big way for LFC to not hit multiple marks here for 2019. Yeah, it's weird to say that we're going to, you know, probably break every record in the book, yet everything kind of hangs on the balance on, on Sunday, right? I mean, especially especially for the fans. And Bob reiterated this last week just because, you know, looking ahead, it's hard to not talk about the Galaxy match. But he said, you know, this is the most important match to our fans. And for that reason alone, it's important to us. I mean, they, they obviously want to win. They want points. They want to win every match. Uh, I, I love Bob's comment at, at the press conference and even during the week when somebody goes, do, do, how is it hard to, to keep these guys going? He's like, no, we, we want to win every game. And if we lose a game, we want to come back and we want to win the next one and then win every one after that. So, <laughs> no, it, does, it doesn't make any sense to say, like, it's hard to motivate these guys. Uh, but, yeah, it's crazy to think that uh, <laughs> of all, after all this, you know, like the season, in, in a lot of ways, it kind of does rest on on this match because I feel like, even if we break records, it's going to be really weird if we say, you know, we didn't take full points from the Galaxy once all season, yet we were able to, uh, you know, fashion together a 70-some-odd point season and, and break everything. Yes, to your point, too, it's, look, LAFC, this is an important win because winning MLS Cup is as great as the season has been for LAFC. They're not going to be a huge favorite. They're not. It's not going to be for gamblers, and I don't gamble. I think... Gamblers would look at what the odds are for LAFC when the season ends, and they'll go, wow, they were dominant in, in MLS regular season, yet they are only favored, whatever the number they're going to throw out. It's not going to equate to what a normal team in another sport would be. Say say the New York Yankees won 110 games, and they're going to be a huge favorite in baseball, or the Golden State Warriors after Ray, you, you, you figure they're going to make the final. It's because of the setup of the postseason after they do it, as as compelling as it sounds that LAFC will probably host every home game, it could be, let's see, three, including MLS Cup. One bad run and it's over. And I think you look at the history of the teams that have won Supporter Shields, very few of them go on to lifting MLS Cup, including last year's record-breaking Red Bulls. And you know, I just say that because this has been a great season and Nothing should really take away with it, but to say, hey, LAFC have 75 points heading the postseason, they're going to roll through the postseason. It's just not realistic because it's a huge burden on their shoulders. And that said, I, I think, and we'll talk more about it, at least at getting this victory of the, the Galaxy, and I don't, want to, I don't want to be the glasses half empty, but I think realistically, and I could be wrong because LAFC has been so dominant, that a Galaxy win will give this give this season a huge foundation if, in fact, the, the, what they do is win the Supporter Shield uh, and get that victory over the Galaxy, the first one, and make some headway in the postseason without winning MLS Cup. Well, it's one of the, my favorite reasons why analytics have kind of seeped into the game is it's kind of been able to help explain to us what a cup competition, what the playoffs are in terms of how good a team is. Cause you know, you talk about a cup competition, you're absolutely right, Max. There's, there's no reason that LAFC is going to be some kind of overwhelming favorite. Cause it's one match. It's literally so much variance. There's so much noise that can come into it. 
And um, all the but, opponents are feeling that, too. All the opponents go, if we catch LAFC in the playoffs, we're going to play it away where we can snag them over 90 minutes. Yeah, there's a reason why in football there's no one way to play. There's the reason why the, this word disruption is so uh, so important to teams because if you can disrupt even a team like LAFC for one match over a 90-minute span, or maybe not even over 90 minutes, over just like a good chunk of the match, uh, you can run out winners in, in one-match format. And so I think uh, I think MLS has done a, a little bit of a disservice to itself by not playing up the supporter shield much more than it should be. I mean, I think – I don't know – I mean, they're not even in a lot of people's eyes. They're not even co-equal competitions, and at least, at least, the the supporters should should be seen at least on par with uh, MLS Cup. But I mean, in my mind, Supporters Shield is the best team over the course of the season, no matter what. It's the literally the best team of all teams. Whereas the cup competition is, you know, you're you're the hottest, and we've said this over and over. And I know that it doesn't change the fact that you want to win both, but I just want to, you know, we just want to put it out there that. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I I can't even put into words how funny it is that we're gonna have to say this over and over that like we're we this is the great possibly the greatest team in MLS history, and somebody's gonna say, well, you know, if you can't you can't win a, a couple of one-offs, you can't you definitely can't say that. I don't. I yeah. to me that, that that just can't be true. But I guess for LF, from LFC's perspective and true to Bob Bradley's point is he's like, well, we want to win everything anyways. So let's just win it, and then no one will be able to say anything. Just like you know, the the Toronto team. I mean, the Toronto team is the gold standard, right? Red Bull falls flat. Uh, even Atlanta, in a lot of ways, they're probably. I mean, they got to be looking back. They they got MLS Cup last year, but to fall flat on the final day when they could have had both. I mean, how much of a feather in the cap would that have been to them to have both? So if you can be like that TFC team, which uh, you know we have Stephen Betashore who knows quite well uh, about those, you know, what it takes to win Supporter Shield. Uh, you you got to take it, you grab it, and then that way you can say, look, there's no doubt, and that's so that's what LFC has to do, and in a lot of ways that's what they have to do Sunday, beat beat the Galaxy and say, look, there's no doubt we're the best team. It's not not Zlatan can beat us, and and you know even all the all the records we've racked up, there, there's no more doubters anymore. We've done what we needed to do. Maybe what LAFC does this season forces Major League Soccer's hand to. Look at the supporter shield on almost an even keel. Maybe not an even keel. You do have to win MLS Cup, and the, whoever wins MLS Cup is remembered. Whereas the teams who win supporter shield, some are remembered, not all. But maybe they can make those teams whole because you want to make that regular season uh, as worthwhile as possible. You don't want those distractors to say, "Oh, it means the detractors to say it doesn't mean anything," because it certainly does. And I think this season uh, will be historic. And to your point also about being the hottest team in the cup competition, that was Atlanta. I think we look back in retrospect, we go, all right, the Red Bulls did the historic season. But if you were, uh, you know, if you were a betting man, I hate to use that expression over and over again, but if you were a betting man, I think most smart money would have said, I think Atlanta, the way they ran into the end of the season, uh, are going to win it. And that's LAFC right now. They're playing maybe their best soccer since the loss to the Galaxy. They have been absolutely thumping people and running through their schedule. We'll see if they continue to do that by the way the bob bradley uh that was one of my favorite press conferences bob bradley was true to his uh to his message and i laughed because we can add our our our, our colleague brian dunseth to the list of people who've been mentioned by bob in <laughs> and he was saying something that brian was talking about uh, one of the uh, galaxy players he goes it's got to be tough playing uh in this situation in the league's cup which they did against cruz azul and not 
uh, basically saying that you maybe not giving 100 percent. I know Brian was meaning, but you know, Bob listens to all of us, and <laughs> you've got to mind your tease there. Certainly, when you talk about things, I have been certainly brought up with that as well. I'm sure, and I know you have been. But it's cool to see that because he makes a great point. Uh, if you're on, it, it's about winning, and everyone who separates what LAFC does, it's every game they want to win. Uh, whether it's the Galaxy, whether it's the Columbus Crew, whether it's the opening game of the season, whether it's MLS Cup, and I'm not saying they're all equal, they are not. But that is the the, the that is the approach of this team. They want to eat and eat everything in sight. Yeah, and there, were, I mean, there was some guy that brought up something about mentality and how MLS players' mentality is not good. I think he used a, a choice word. I, I don't, I don't remember the guy's name, um, but it, it was kind of a big deal that the media blew up. Uh, I think uh, he plays a plays for a, a different team down south. Um, but you know, Bob Bradley's uh, by saying that he's trying to he's trying to tell you, look, uh, Zlatan can say what he wants about mentality. That's not my team. You, you can go down the list. Yes, maybe some teams are happy to to creep into seventh and maybe have a chance at MLS companies in his mind. That's, that's not football. It's not the way you play. You don't, you don't play to just make a, a, a low bar and then move on and then hopefully sneak in. He, he wants his team to be the best that they can be every day because I quite honestly, for him, I'm sure it, it, he doesn't need to do this. You know, it's boring to, to have a team that just wins and grinds out boring results and, and, and takes days off and doesn't care. I mean, he, he wants to, raise a level every time and that in, in a lot of ways that's what makes Bob so special and that's what you know has made this team so special and and that's why John Thornton says from you know every time someone talks to him and says what, what what's made this team so successful he said the, the best thing I did was hire Bob Bradley day one uh-huh. I mean and he said, said that every time yeah and they had a they had a relationship uh, uh you know John Thornton's going to cast a wide net with everything he does but there was that relationship with Bob from the beginning and it's paid off Huge dividends. Okay, we've, we'll get towards the galaxy, but let's talk about uh, Carlos Vela quickly uh, and what he was able to do. And we were in the press box, and I tweeted after the goal, and I tagged Sports Center. I said, "This has to be number one." I said, "I'm not requesting; I'm demanding." It was a bit, it was a bit heavy-handed, but uh, we got to number one. I'm not saying I did that. I think it was probably an easy decision when I looked at the. Thank you very much. Is that class? Is that applause? That was that something applause. Fun? All right. So uh, I, I'm very, I'm excited we were able to do that. Twitter was great. We also had. A young lady said she wanted to be the female LAFC Vince, uh, kind of imitating. I read that, and I forgot everyone's names, and I should have done my homework and grabbed it. But there was somebody else who brought up the data points, and I think this is a really interesting discussion with the imminent arrival of Brian Rodriguez. And we can talk about him and when we expect it. It's going to be soon. How soon? We'll find out soon enough from the powers that be. But Carlos Vela playing in the the nine role last night and playing it very well. And I think the times he's been able to do it this season in the small sample size, he has excelled. And there is some, you can see the room he has to operate. He got, you know, obviously the penalty picked up, but then he also had the goal of the the season anywhere. uh, Late addition to the Puskas Award, if we slip that in there. But uh, this is this is food for thought, and maybe LAFC are thinking about this, Vince. And I, I'll open up the door to you. But this, with the, with the rival Brian Rodriguez, and maybe the fact that you can platoon some guys, Dio and Bob was talking about Dio a lot about the. Phys- I thought it was very interesting when he said in the press conference, 
the physical uh, demands that Dio puts on his body. And once when he said that, I, I visualize it, and you can see it. Dio is a Mack truck. He kicks it in fifth gear. There's no like grace period of him into the game. He is going 100 miles, the old bull in the china shop analogy. And now with Rodriguez and Rossi and potentially Vela, you have some great options there. So uh, what do you think? Is this something that we could expect to see a little bit more of with Vela in that position? Yeah, the moment I heard that Brian Rodriguez was a, a possibility, even before it was confirmed, I, I started going around the, the performance center and going, are we going to see Carlos Vela number nine? And I got a few like, yeah, we've been talking about it. Uh, but I think Bob confirmed it uh, in the post game. Uh, he said they've been trying to work on getting Carlos to play centrally since he's since he's arrived. And look, you put him on the right, and I think he can do a lot of great things from there. And it's a position he's very comfortable with cutting in on his left foot. Uh, and he can kind of get on the run. I mean, really, you put him on the right so that you can kind of steer him away from you know some of the big the big baddies in the middle, if you want to call it that. Uh -huh. uh, but but Carlos is a smart player, um, and he looks to find the game no matter where he is on the pitch. And if he can do that from a, a nine position, I think one of the great things we saw in the match against San Jose was that having someone like Josh Perez, and, and I'm not saying that Carlos doesn't defensively put in work, but Josh is obviously a different level um, in the way he presses and, and the, the commitment he does to that. So if you can put Carlos as a nine and have him as a reference point and say to the center backs that he's going up against, look, this guy's going to pop up anywhere. You're not going to be able to just follow him around. And if you do, we're going to be able to send Brian Rodriguez and Diego Rossi just streaming right through the middle of the park uh, in behind you. That's so difficult for teams. And I, I think absolutely Carlos is learning that position. I think he's getting comfortable with it. One thing with Carlos is he, he plays to his strengths and he knows what his strengths are. So it takes him some time maybe to kind of get an idea. But we saw against San Jose, he, he was playing against a team that wants to man mark him and he's still finding lots of space. I mean, he was he was a force. Besides that goal, he was so creative in so many other aspects of the game. And and being able to, the biggest thing, I think, is being able to to pull off that back line and yeah. receive, receive the ball, receive the ball in space, receive it on the run, and, and receive it facing up. I mean, it's it's not rocket science. You can get, to, if you get your guy on the ball, on the move, and facing towards goal, he has, you know, 180 degree view. He has the ability to play passes anywhere, whereas you got a back to goal guy, He's really limited. So I think, yeah, absolutely. Carlos is an option there. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm actually excited to see it. And I'm more so excited to see not just Carlos start at that position, but see how those three kind of, you know, mesh and mold and move around. Cause, cause all three of them can play the number nine at any point. And, and if you rewatch that San Jose game, there's moments where Carlos went to the right. Josh went through the middle. Diego went through the middle. I mean, that's for, for teams to say, look, we already got to go up against, Brian Rodriguez, Carlos Vela, and Diego Rossi, and then say, oh, and by the way, we're not sure what positions they're going to play. They're just going to jump and pop up wherever, and, and you might have to try to defend them with 10 yards of space in front of you. I mean, it just, it's, it's, it's a nightmare, absolute nightmare. So I think uh, I, I love that, that, that Twitter comment that came through. I like that people are, are kind of thinking of the game that way. I like to think that you and I, we've, we've helped people kind of yeah, start, start to see the game that way. We have a sophisticated fan base and I think we can take the credit for all of it but I, to your point about him facing goal there was moments where he it was it was the autobahn in front of him and he has like 60 yards to work with and he is it, it, he was able to execute it's a long way to go but then the support comes and it's lights out a couple quick things before we head towards the the, the uh, preview for the LA Galaxy Josh Perez I know all of us inside we're feeling with all these close calls the goal 
may never come. And there it was in living color. He gets the breakthrough goal and you get the feeling, uh, Vince, it's one of those situations. You get the first and the rest will follow. What yeah, a moment for you. just needed confidence. Like Bob said, you just need a little bit of confidence. And I think he was gaining it because, man, he was more than willing to take his man on. But it was just that final step. And I think, look, now that you've got it, like what the, the world is in front of you, Josh. You know, go, you're, yeah. you're obviously going to be uh, a contributor. And I think I haven't wrote in my takeaways. The one thing we've learned about this team, obviously, besides the history and how just stellar this lineup is from top to bottom, man, that the the squad is 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 deep now. You got a guy like Tristan Blackman, who I absolutely have no reservations with him filling in for Walker Zimmerman. That says a right. lot. And Bob Bob was glowing about Tristan, not just about the San Jose game, but how how important he was in the game against the Red Bulls too. Tristan's one of my favorite stories of the year. I mean, legitimately, wow. yeah. I, I looked at him. And he knows this, and I've said this to his face. I looked at him and said, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're ready for this team at this level. And he went out there, and he put in the work, and he had maybe some sideways steps. I remember that that match in Seattle uh, where he had to come out in the 45th minute. And that's not so much because of his play, but because of the red card and the team going for it. But yeah, as a player, when you get subbed out at halftime, that's just – it's almost like the death knell. Huh. Um, but but he, tur- he turned it around. I mean, he completely turned it on its head. And he's he's not just a bit player. He's he's a contributor. And then you add a guy like Lee Wynn, who we never doubted his quality, but could he come off the bench? He's been he was phenomenal last game, and he shows he can. Uh, now, if you put Josh Perez there, you got Brian, who I definitely know they're gonna they're gonna move around along slowly. And and if he's ready for for Sunday, you you can bet that he wouldn't probably wouldn't be starting, but he'll, he'll maybe get some minutes. Uh, so you got look. I mean, think about that bench, Max. You got. Brian possibly on that bench. You got Diego Palacios who still isn't even here yet, and then Josh Perez, Tristan. I mean, that's this team is 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 deep. Um, and I guess if you look at it from the perspective of, uh, it's not just a one year project. That's going to bode well for, uh, you know, multiple competitions, which we all fingers crossed hope to be a part of next season. Fantastic. And one thing about just uh, postscript with Josh, U- Ulysses Roman, one of the great. Uh, artists uh, that we have uh, in our LAFC content team, he filmed the, the miss that he had against the Red Bulls, and there's a moment where Josh goes up, looks at the heavens, and he goes, Dame una, which means give me one. Well, the gods were listening. He got one there against San Jose. And the last thing, we'll just reiterate this as we close. We, ex- uh, and I'll let you say, Vince, but we expect an, uh, an activation for Brian Rodriguez very soon, and the powers that be will announce that. Is that fair enough? Yeah, we're hearing it's likely, very likely that Brian Rodriguez paperwork will clear and there's a, a possibility that he will be available. All right. Excellent. All right. When we return, we will we will knuckle down, roll up our sleeves. It's time to preview whatever you want to call it. The L.A. Derby, El Trafico, L.A., L.A., L.A.F.C., L.A. Galaxy. We preview the big game on Sunday next. Back here on Inside LAFC, 
And I know a lot of you are listening just for this. So we'll try and give you uh, a, a good once over on the game against LAFC and the Galaxy. There's so many emotions. There's so many outside noises involved here. I mean, we're, we're going to see a lot of the good. We're going to see a lot of the bad about this rivalry. I would like to put, you know, my name on it that uh, I, I res- the, the Galaxy have my respect for what they've been able to do in this league. And they are an L.A. team, and this is a team that uh, has five championships, and this is the target that I think everyone in MLS wants to be. They have earned that. They have broken ground with what they were able to do at the then Home Depot Center with the signing of David Beckham, with bringing Landon Donovan, and finding success. That said, the takeover of Los Angeles has been thorough from LAFC, and they have really become L.A.'s soccer team because of Bank of California State and because of the identity, the connection they have made with the fan base. It's, it's been remarkable to see. And I also point out that it takes two to tango. And this rivalry has the potential and I think will be the best in Major League Soccer. And maybe 23 years, 20, 30 years from now will be viewed as one of the great global rivalries like Boca River, like Celtic Rangers, um, like Inter and Milan, you know, these city rivalries that completely grab the attention of a city and all eyes of the world focus on that for those 90 minutes. For it to do that, for it to blossom, and this is where the Galaxy do have the upper hand. You don't need me to say it. They need to beat the guys from Carson. This is the opportunity. This is the fifth meeting three games last season the famous win for the galaxy in the opener followed by two ties including one at bank of california stadium which i think is as maybe as even though it was a tie maybe as bitter as the loss to the galaxy because they had that game tucked away um the injury to mark anthony k involved in one of these games so it's it's already built so much in this short time lafc have played real salt lake more they have played portland more but this is the rivalry and it's been made abundantly clear why uh, after the first meeting, which again saw LAFC take a lead and the Galaxy here. I know when we were, were heading uh, to Dignity Health Sports Park that day, we talked about it. We couldn't put our finger on the score. I think I said it was going to be LAFC 4 1. I was way off. I'm going to be reluctant to give out. Oh, I'm going to give a score. I think LAFC win it one zip, and I will take that with an ear, a grin from ear to Ooh. ear. So. I'm going to go what I know that's the unlikeliest score. But I will. The point is, I will take it. Let it be. Let it be a messy uh, foul filled game if needs be. But uh, LAFC, I I, they know the significance. I think when we were walking around uh, the team, when we asked them about the first edition, they were focused on, hey, our goal is to win MLS Cup. Our goal is to win every game which they still say, but I think we're going to start hearing that if we haven't already about players saying we need to beat the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no way around this. This rivalry has everything except have, for yeah. an LAFC win. It's, yes. There's really no way. I mean, there's, there's pageantry in the stands. There's clearly passion on both sides for good and bad. Um, there's There's been some beautiful moments. Um, there's been some just dire football moments um but at the end of the day this is the one team we haven't taken full points off of and and it it's painful and i know it's painful to supporters and and to say to your point it's evolved even for the team you know these guys always wanted to beat their rival it's a derby right 
but I think that after that last match, there is now an actual legitimate claim that there is bad blood between these teams. And it, it, the, it's, it's the Muhammad El Munir incident. Um, it's kind of some of the back and forth after so, some of the goals, maybe, you know, running towards the LAFC bench after scoring doesn't really sit well with a lot of the guys. I think that it's, it's heightened the level and, We've heard from the guys that, yeah, it's it's no longer just, oh, we want to beat them because we know we're the best team in Los Angeles. No, we want to beat them because we don't like them at all. We really don't like these guys. Uh, and I think that can only add to the, to the, to the match. Uh, I think it's coming at a perfect time for LAFC. I, I, I said this going into San Jose. San Jose is probably the perfect matchup before uh, a Galaxy game. Now, you don't want to – I mean, it's kind of funky that we played midweek before our biggest match and you know galaxy fans can point out that they played too but i'm not going to count that as a game Uh, (laughs) they got the extra day too yeah and they got the extra day uh but in terms of when you when you think about the way the earthquakes play and those 1v1 matchups that's that's really the one thing that we were lacking right against the galaxy we have the style we have the form um but it just came down to kind of 1v1s galaxy basically from top to bottom one through 11 was saying look we don't care what necessarily it looks like but we're going into every single tackle 110 miles an hour, and we're just going to make this difficult for you. And I think that LFC has has to be ready for that. And San Jose is a, a pretty good test to get you kind of – obviously, it's going to be up a level. But San Jose is a pretty good test to get you maybe primed as much as you can for that type of uh, engagement from your from the opposition. I think it's also – LAFC, with, and this falls William Walker, Zimmerman, Eddie Segura, and whoever gets tangled up with Zlatan, if in fact the Galaxy get the upper hand, it, it, it can't be Zlatan who beats you. And either way, a loss is a loss. But I mean, that's that has been, well, the Zlatan has had his crowning achievements in this league against LAFC in the first game last year, the first game this year. And LFC just have to be mindful. I don't know how I'm not going to get into the tactics there, but I know they're probably cooking up something really good to make sure Zlatan is corralled, which in a lot of MLS games, and he's having a great, he's having another great season. He's right there, I think, with 20 goals. Uh, and he is, he is, uh, he is a handful in that area, and he is one of the strongest forwards, if not the strongest forward in this league. This is going to be something that I, maybe probably a collaborative effort to quell him and see if these other guys, the, the, the one issue now with uh, collapsing or spending a lot of time on Zlatan is they have a real difference maker in Christian Pavon who has arrived, who has had a couple games under his belt to get acclimated and has looked the part of a guy who could be one of the five, 10, 15 best players in this league. So there's some wrinkles there that are going to give LAFC pause. It is a different, it is a different galaxy game where by and large, it's going to be, the same LAFC team that we have seen all season because of the introduction of Pavon. So that should, there are some pieces there. And obviously, as I say this to you and I say, what are they going to do to contain Zlatan? We know from Bob Bradley goes, we play our game and the the challenge is for teams to adapt. And if we can see that adapting process from the Galaxy, that they are chasing LAFC, that they're not winning the one-on-ones that they did prior, then LAFC is going to win this game. Yeah, if you can be clean in those moments like you were for a lot of the contests against San Jose, it's going to be tough for the Galaxy. And, and there's going to be no reason for LAFC to change because if you have the ball, Zlatan's not going to be getting those second chances. He's not going to be getting those uh, those loose balls. And But the wrinkle of Christian Pavon is very interesting 
because I, I do I do appreciate the fans and people saying, well, why don't you just sell out to Stop Zlatan? That's all they have. Well, now Christian Pavon's on the pitch. So what do you do? Do you sell it to sell to to Stop Zlatan and say Pavon beat us, or do you say, look, we can play our game. Maybe maybe there will be a little adjustment. I would assume that you know Zlatan definitely went out of his way to say. Uh, Walker Zimmerman, you're close as close to my height as anybody on the pitch. I'm going to just steer away from you a little bit, go towards Eddie Segura as much as I can. Maybe LFC kind of changes that wrinkle up a little bit and, and tells Walker, hey, get, get in closer. You know, Maybe move around to get in closer so that we can contest that first ball. But in terms of, of everything else, LFC is definitely going to have to play their football because it's, it's not necessarily a one-man team. I mean, it's the same kind of uh, thing that teams play us to come against. You're going to sell out to stop... Carlos Vela, okay. Well, Diego's yeah. going to score. Diego's going to score. I mean, we have, obviously have a lot more difference makers, but in terms of having one quality kind of side guy, and I don't even want to call him a side guy because he is a, a true talent, Christian Bavon is, is is a nice addition to have. And and I, I, I've been a little bit surprised that he's been able to acclimate so quickly. So that's that's definitely something that uh, LAFC can't just say, hey, it's, it's all his lots on. Because Christian Bavon, I mean, he's played in River Boca derbies. He He's got. He's not going to be uh, afraid of the moment, um, no matter how loud it's going to be there in, in Bank of California Stadium. Maybe that's. We should print the shirts, Vince. Our side guys are better than your side guys. I like that there one. You <laughs> All right, you, you, dude. You, you've been turning phrases on this podcast, man. I think we should get an extra stream of income for you the way you're going. I mean, it's been, it's been uh, amazing. I know so, we, need, uh, we need Jeff Parrish to get on some of our uh, some of our marketing. Stop stop uh, hey, making up. Making yeah. all those shirts for everyone else. We we want some stuff, huh? We're it's coming, folks. This is going to be. We're very excited. We're progressing ahead of schedule with the podcast, and we we thank everyone for their support. It's been immense. Uh, just a, a quick look with where the galaxy that we their victory over LAFC last month was a huge lifeline because you look they have been hemorrhaging losses. They did beat Dallas at home. They got did get knocked out of the League's Cup. They had bad losses uh, to Portland. Uh, it blew the doors off. It was in Atlanta also did the same. So they are in a predicament where they need to get points. Their schedule gets easier. I would imagine even with the defeat against LAFC, the Galaxy will end up being a playoff team because of the erratic nature of the bottom of the Western Conference. Right now, second through eighth are separated by five points. Ninth place, Houston's probably too far to get back into this. So second through eighth means that... There are seven teams there, and one will be left out of the postseason. I would guess the Galaxy, with their favorable schedule down the stretch and some home games, will avoid that. We saw the earthquakes. They are uh, hemorrhaging down the stretch here. The Sounders have been pretty bad as well, but I think you figure they would fix it with the class they have. But regardless, it's an important game for the, the Galaxy because if they lose it, by the end of this rivalry week, they could right now they're in third, they could see themselves in fifth sixth position and as we head to that final stretch that's that's scary so for lafc you beat the rival and you can also put them in a real tough spot yeah i mean the the galaxy have to look at this and if you're a psychology expert you know you look at it does it benefit the galaxy that they look at it saying hey we need the points and lfc looks at it saying hey this is we just want to win against our rival does yeah does that does that help you out i don't know i mean from a mentality standpoint you know, Bob Bradley would say we want to win no matter what. Points are kind of irrelevant. I mean, they're just kind of the reward for playing good football in the end, right? But the Galaxy definitely need this, and it's one of those things where I guarantee you if the Galaxy get a win, we're going to start hearing those stories again. The Galaxy are back, and they're going to win MLS Cup. And 
hey, you know, they're, they're a type of team that could do some things in the playoffs. When you've got a guy like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, we've already talked about it. You don't have to play pretty football in a one-off. You just got to win. So they, they could do some things. But, yeah, this is a moment for the Galaxy. This is – it seems like every time we come match up with this team, it's like do or die for the Galaxy. And we're thinking, well, LAFC's 20 points ahead. They're, they're cruising, playing the best football, and, and we can shut the door. So I think from an LAFC perspective, look at it this way, man. The Galaxy are probably still going to be in the playoffs, and I agree with you on that. But you can really put a big blow to their season because that's it's it's not just the the lift it's going to give your season. I think that that's something we we can talk about because I think that this is the last you know mental block for LAFC. They get this 100%. they get this victory. Yeah, they get this victory, and I I really can't see them. I just can't I can't see a team another team beating them again. To be honest, right, uh, and but, I. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Vince. Sorry. I, but I was just to, to finish. I'm just saying, you, you know, it's not just, you know, pushing yourself ahead. You can you can really lay that kind of the knockout blow, because I think that even if the Galaxy get in the playoffs, they're going to look at this and just say, man, well, we're we're just not a team. We're, we're one man. Uh, we win some games, but we definitely don't have a consistent form at all. And just to the point, I think Guillermo Barros Esqueloto, where he tells us to his team or not, a win here, a road win against the best team. And uh, you may be able to print some playoff tickets. You might be able to send that email out to your, your fans saying, hey, we're going to get the playoff tickets out because they'll be at 44 points feeling really good about themselves with uh, as about three or four home games to wrap up the season here in September and October. So... Um, I think we covered most of the team. I I, I, I did want to. I didn't mention this at the beginning, but we are we're doing the rest of this podcast on Skype. You may have heard my hotel phone ringing. I'm in Miami to cover Combate Americas, uh, the other passion I have, calling fights. But we were able to patch this all together. But I, I I wanted to say, and this is on Sunday. This is a mega city event. They have created standing room seating, and they brought in more seating to bank in California stadium. So the, the extra space you might have on the concourse won't be there. It's going to be as full as that stadium has ever been, even more so than opening night. Fox is going to have a triple header for rivalry week on Sunday, and they're going to have their base at bank of California stadium where they will have their talents, including Rob stone and John strong and Alexi and all that from there at every halftime will be at Bank of California Stadium. So it's going to be an active uh, visual uh, situation there where, you know, Fox is going to have their truck and they that's home base. That is going to be home base for one of their biggest nights of soccer, not including the World Cup of the year. And my favorite <laughs> press row is going to be bananas, Vince. It's going to be our little area there is going to be inundated. You might have to wait a little longer to get some of your tour of Italy food that we might have there. I'm not sure what they're going to have out for us. Uh, get get your sodas real quickly out of the fridge because it's there. Man, it's going to be crazy. So just for everyone involved, just expect delays. Get there early. Just expect it to be madness, which is the best kind of madness. This is what you want in these kind of games. You, you definitely do. I mean, look, I, I might have to give up my media seat just because there's so many no! national riders. So many no. national riders. I don't know where I'm going to go. You know, you know where I think I want to go? I'm going to try to go to the roof. Maybe I'll hang out with Thorrington up there. Thorrington? Not a bad, yeah. not a bad shout. 
not a bad spot, but I got I got to make sure to mind my mind my manners because I don't want to I don't want to make the uh, the boss upset up there. But yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I mean, and he didn't even mention. Well, we won't give it away. But the Falconer, I'll say this: Showtime, and not what you expect. Wow. For the Falconer. Yeah. So, so I mean, there this it's it's the showpiece event of the year. Uh, it's it's an honor to be a part of it, and you you just hope you just hope and pray. Hope and pray that it, it will live up to everything that uh, that it's been built for. And, and thus far, I mean, I think the only game that maybe was just kind of uh, okay-ish was the, the the last one at the Galaxy last season, the one one. That game was yeah. just that was a good that was an LAFC upper hand. That's where LAFC could puff their chest out. And I think with LAFC not winning all these games, I think we got to stop a little bit because the draws, the one frustrating draw should have been a win, but you still walk away the point. And the one at at Dignity Health Sports Park, that was a good effort by LAFC. That wasn't a team that was intimidated by their opponent. That was a team looking to get the win. They just couldn't get it over 90 minutes, but got a nice point. No, if you look at it this way, you could say, hey, that last match was the one time that they outplayed us and they deserved their three points. We got that out of our system. Let's not do that again. Let's go get back to what we're doing and let's, you know, let's make history. Let's do the, the LAFC thing. This is This is what we do. Um, and, and we've talked, we've already brought it up. It's that mental block. If you can pull that, you can remove that card from, from the deck, man, there's, there's no, there's really no ceiling for LAFC if you can do that. Right on. Well, hopefully those beers will taste really good at the sunset deck or free oh, yeah. play or the fields afterwards. Cause that's going to be, that's going to be part of the event. So Sunday night. Keys may come a little, a little late that day if, yeah. uh, if, if there end up being a win, but. But you can come and have drinks with Max and I if, if that, we'll if be that there is the after, case. After the game. Maybe a sneaky one during. Just a, all right, all right. Maybe not. But uh, I, I'm really excited because there'll be so many people to say hello to. It's going to be one of those you – know, sque- squeeze the lemon on that day because it's going to be really fun. And hopefully uh, everyone's celebrating. Be careful. Get yourselves a, a, a ride share or, or take the Metro. There is on LAFC.com instructions about how you can get to the stadium and back and forth using uh, the Metro. And – just be prepared for everything because uh, – do this. Go ahead and call your boss and say you might be a little bit late Monday morning. There you go. Yeah, take Monday off. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if we can move our meetings around. I'm sure they will be moved at some point on Monday. <laughs> you they can guarantee me. that. All right. Guaranteed. Hey, Great stuff, man. Uh, just a reminder to subscribe to Inside LAFC. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions. If you want to be the female LAFC, Vince, well, this is where you can probably uh, get some instructions on doing that. Uh, rate and review the, the podcast. We've been really happy. I think uh, the Will Kuntz uh, podcast we had got an incredible response from everyone. So we're going to try and do things like that more often. And, uh, you know, we have some new players coming in. Hopefully we'll be able to talk to them here in the not too distant future as well. Yeah, it's been so much fun. And just a, just a heads up to people, we're kind of, uh, we've been looking for a name for the longest time. And something dawned on us the other day is, is our initials, Max plus Vince, and add podcast on the end, MVP. So I think we're gonna yeah. kind of we're gonna kind of brand it a little bit that way. So let us know what you think about that. Yes. Um, but these these are a lot of fun. Also, let us know what you think about uh, some of those cool ambient uh, crowd crowd uh, noises yes. after the after the match. Um, yeah. If you but, want more of that, we can we'll we'll be able to provide that at least. But Max, I miss you. You're like the man man without a home. You're always flying around. So come back and uh, let's uh, let's have a good podcast next sure. week. Hopefully hopefully a three point podcast and let's get a 
I think we should have another good guest. Let's try to line up another yes. good guest next week. That's true. The travel will subside. I will say I got my uh, tie-dye shirt from LAFC HQ. I am going to Colorado to see fish for the first time. That's not really my thing. Vince lost a lot of respect for me when I brought that up to him. But I'm going to be going out there. So if you're in Colorado, I'll be there Thursday and Friday, back Saturday. And then we have the YouTube TV game next Sunday against Minnesota. And you'll be able to see LAFC all month September on YouTube TV. We'll have all four games. And I'm telling you, a lot of history is going to be made. And I can't wait to call those. Hopefully a trophy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Vince. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.